Welcome to the Christchurch London podcast. This is a talk from our central London service. To find out about upcoming talks at each of our services, or to listen to other talks, please visit ChristchurchLondon.org. Good morning, everyone. Um, I'm really excited to, to be um, speaking in front of you today, to be preaching the word. Um, and I thank you for the invite to come. It's, it's a real honor. Um, and my wife said, before you start, pray, because who knows what comes out of your mouth. So I'm going to pray. Father, I come before you right now in the name of Jesus. And I thank you for your wonderful people and their hearts, Lord. I pray for each of them that they encounter more of you in everything they do. I thank you for using me as a willing vessel to deliver your word as inspired by Holy Spirit. Father, I pray that my speech and my preaching is not with the enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of his power. I pray that your people have an ear to hear and a heart to receive your word this morning. We invite you, Holy Spirit, into this place right now and say, have your way. Lord, speak a word to me and through me so that someone is set free, someone is saved, someone is healed. And for that, Lord, we thank you and we glorify you. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church said, amen, amen. Well, I used to be a youth pastor and um, I really enjoy dialogue, not monologue. So as we go along through this preach today, um, I might ask you to do a bit of call and response. Please join me. Don't make me look um, sad up here by myself. So um, amen, Paul. So for those that don't know me, my name is Shininga, and I am married to the lovely Helen. Uh, we have two wonderful daughters, Layla, who's nine, Tammy, who's four. We also have a dog called Buddy. That's him right there. Now, I mentioned Buddy because it was around this time last year uh, when my eldest daughter, Layla, started to put her Christmas list together. And on it, between earrings and camera, was the word puppy. Now, sensible parents either ignore this or replace it with toy, which I thought we had done until Buddy was delivered to us via my wonderful mother-in-law. Now, I say wonderful because she is wonderful, and she might hear this preach, and uh, I want to stay in her good books. She's a lovely lady. Now, how, how is this possible, I hear you ask. Well, well, let me tell you. What happened was, Layla conspired with her uh, to purchase Buddy and make him a permanent member of our family. That's right, without my prior knowledge. I found that two days before he was delivered to us. Um, now, Helen has a different uh, view of this story, but I'm going to tell you my story. When she comes up here, she can tell you hers, but whatever. We all know Holy Spirit is here, and uh, I'm not going to lie in front of him. So they conspired, and then two days before he was delivered, she then tells me that, uh, by the way, there is a new member of the family. I said, oh, really? Um, who, who is this? And she's like, well, it's a puppy... And I'm telling you now because Layla's going to come and tell you this, and I don't want you to overreact. And I said, let's, let's just rewind a little bit. So there's a new member of the family joining. You know, that's, quite, that's like uh, someone, or one of your friends mentioning that, oh, I really love a pet. And then you, the next day, bring to them a boa constrictor and go, here you go. God bless you. 
That's what it felt like when this puppy was delivered to our life. I was like, you know, it's a living thing that I now have to look after and my whole life has now changed. Um, but, you know, it was fine because the children were happy. Now, I know what you're thinking. Um, Shininga, you must have brought, you know, this must have brought so much joy to your daughters. And, and it did. The same joy that's mentioned in the Bible uh, in Luke chapter 2 verse 10 where it says, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. I said, Lord, all the people? Because I'm part of all the people. And I don't have much joy right now, Lord. Um, but over time, the joy in my heart grew for this guy. Um, how do I know that it grew? Well, when he's up barking at 3 a.m., I uh, don't open the door and lock him out. I try and talk to him and try and calm him down. Um, that's when I knew that something was going on on the inside of me. That the Lord was doing a work. When he threw up in the kitchen and I cleaned it up unprompted mind you. I did that. I realized the Lord was doing a great work on the inside of me. The kicker was when I took him for, the, for a walk, uh, one of the two times that I've done it, because I haven't quite accepted him yet. Uh, he, was, he was walking. He did what he did. I pulled out a poo bag and I cleaned up after him. I picked it up, put it in the bin. That's when I knew the Lord had done a great work on the inside of me. Because for the Africans in the room, you know, we don't. We don't. We don't do that. We just don't. It's not, it's not in our culture. We just don't do it. You know, right? But you know what? The Holy Spirit moved on me. And that buddy is a blessed dog. I tell you that right now. He is blessed. And uh, the Bible was right, you know. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. And that is our main text for today. It comes out of Luke chapter 2, verse 10 to 11. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. For those of you who grew up in the church and went to youth service, there is a familiar term that we like to use around this time. And it is called, and it goes like this. Jesus is the reason for the season. And knowing Jesus will bring you great joy. I was talking to Layla and we were trying to figure out what our favorite season was. And we both landed on Christmas. Her because it makes her happy. And you get to lie in and drink hot chocolate. Me because I get to lie in. Can I get an amen from all the sleep-deprived parents in the room? Amen? Amen. That is until my four-year-old decides it's too much and that we need to get up and start dancing. Today's talk is on joy. For those of you that know the wonderful Joy Tilsley, uh, who's married to Andy, no, this is not a Christchurch version of Joy Tilsley. This is your life. This is... Uh, the talk today is about the gift of joy. What is joy? Well, Mr. Webster says, it is the emotion evoked by well-being, success, or good fortune, or by the prospect of possessing what one desires. Joy is a strong feeling of happiness, a manifestation of happiness through an outward rejoicing or excitement. Now, to the people who don't know Jesus, those definitions might ring true. But to the Christian, that is someone who knows Jesus. 
something different applies as it relates to our joy. This outward rejoicing comes from an inward satisfaction that I know Jesus Christ. The outward rejoicing comes from an inward satisfaction that I know Jesus Christ. Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10 puts it this way. He says, then he said unto them, go your way, eat the fat and drink the sweet and send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy unto our Lord. Neither be ye sorry for the joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. The words joy and happiness are very similar and sometimes used interchangeably. But my hope is that this morning we will try and make a distinction between the two that will help us on our own personal journey. So as I get older, I start to realize that the most significant difference between joy and happiness for people that are followers of Christ is the object of each. The object of happiness is temporary external factors that work in your favor. And the object of joy is simply Jesus. The object of joy is simply Jesus. This means happiness comes and goes. Where something as simple as a rainy day can turn your happiness into sadness if your happiness is dependent on a picnic you were planning. Happiness is giving a child a puppy for Christmas and seeing them smile. But when that same puppy chews through their favorite toy, that smile turns to tears. Happiness is fickle. It has a way of coming and going depending on your circumstance. Joy is caused as the heart and mind recognize the beauty of God and his character and the grace he has towards us through Jesus. Joy is caused by God and sustained by God. This was most evident for us when we were in hospital with Tammy. Some of you might know the story. Helen came in and, and preached about it here um, last year. Our youngest daughter was admitted into hospital um, as she was having seizures that weren't stopping. So she was put in an induced coma and we were there for uh, a period of nine weeks. Now, during that time, a lot of things happened. One thing happened, I realized that God is real. I knew that I knew. I thought I knew. But then I knew, I was like, there's something about when you go through adversity that makes you realize how real God is and how true Jesus is. The second thing was I had to, I listened to the Lord and sit on his word. He gave us a word that said, wait on me. When you're in hospital, seeing your child going through what they're going through, it is so difficult to have patience. It is so difficult to have patience with the consultants, to have patience with the situation. But the Lord spoke a word, and we sat in that word. While we sat in that word, um, script, uh, certain scriptures started jumping out, out to me. And one of those was, the joy of the Lord is your strength. And I said, Lord, if, if my strength is in you and is in your joy, where can I find this joy? 
And that joy is found in his word. And the more we got into his word, the stronger I got. And that was the, the message that I got from it, that the joy of the Lord is your strength. To get that strength, you need to find his joy. You will find his joy in his word. As a youth pastor, before we'd preach, I'd always say, let me see your Bibles. Let me, let me do that now. Shall we, shall we put a test, David? Let's see, let's see what Central's like. Sutton passed the test. Stockwell going to be tested next week. Can I see your Bibles? Has anyone got an actual Bible? Oh, here we go. Look at you, modern generations. Here's my Bible. Okay, when the battery dies, what will you do? What will you do? Exactly. Right. It's good to have the Bible for yourselves to be able to read it for yourself. And what, what we would do is we'd say, lift up your Bible. As you lift up your Bible, you repeat after me. This is the Word of God. It tells me what to do. And when I do what it tells me to do, I will be blessed. And it's so important to see the word for yourselves. Because as preachers, we could come up here and start to say whatever we want to say. And it could all sound amazing. But if it doesn't line up with what the word of God is saying, then you might have problems in your life. And we don't want you to have problems. So... Getting into his word was a key thing for us to find this joy, to find this strength. If our joy is rooted in Christ, it is deeper. Therefore, the emotions that spring up from joy are much more stable than those of happiness. Anyone with toddlers in the room? Anybody? Anyone has ever had toddlers? Yes. So, you know, their happiness is very fickle. It comes and goes depending on the way the wind is blowing. They might be happy right now. And then two seconds later, they are screaming and crying. And you just don't quite understand how we got to here from here and nothing has happened in between. And um, that is happiness in its um, description right there. It comes and goes like the wind. In the Bible, Paul went so far as to say that he can be joyful even in sorrow. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 10, Paul said, As sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. And this was the situation that we were in when we were in hospital, where we were in a really sorrowful situation, but we, we stood on, his, on the Bible, on the promises of the Lord, and that is where our joy was found. And that is why we were able to sustain that whole period. The depth of emotion that comes from joy. You can feel the sorrow of sin and the loss and grief. And at the same time, be joyful in the Lord for his forgiveness, for his sufficiency, and for his comfort. And that is a word of encouragement to anyone going through anything right now. That while you're going through this, be joyful in the Lord for his forgiveness, for his sufficiency, for his comfort. Our joy, our true joy, comes from that inner rejoicing at who the Lord is and what he did for us on the cross. Amen. Isaiah chapter 12 verse 2 to 3 says, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid, for the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also is become my salvation. Therefore, the joy shall ye draw, therefore, with joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation. When you have joy, 
true joy, you go from doubt to trust, from complaining to confidence, from trusting in man and putting all your trust in God. The joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Say it to yourselves. The joy of the Lord is our strength. To grow in joy, it is important to resist our own self-pity and selfishness and run away from being self-absorbed. I learned that I'll never be joyful if I keep concentrating on what I don't have rather than being thankful for what God has given me. The work that we do, so I run a youth charity called the Big Kid Foundation. We work with young people who are at risk of social exclusion. That includes young people in gangs. That includes young people who are about to get permanently excluded from schools. The work that we do can be and sometimes is quite dangerous. And the staff that we have aren't all believers. And before we go out and they do outreach, I tell them, you better pray. And you better pray to Jesus because you pray to that other guy. I don't know if that's going to work out for you. And we pray and we pray with our outreach workers and we go out there and it's very dangerous work. But we know that the Lord's, the Lord's hand is upon us and we know that Holy Spirit leads and he guides us. I was recently talking to our good friends, Catherine and Femi, and we were, we were looking back at what God has done this year and how he has kept us through our heavy losses, throughout personal grief, and throughout the many, many challenges of life that we've gone through. And how through it all, we counted it all joy. Not because we're special or different, not because it didn't hurt, because it, it did. We were, some of us were going through some really dark times. But because we have a conviction in our hearts of who God is and how faithful he always is. The joy of the Lord is the strength that got us to focus on being a blessing and not on the issue that was trying to distract us. From his love. When we were in hospital, I remember there was a time where we were in the parent waiting room and there were a lot of people who've lost hope in hospitals. There are a lot of people um, struggling to find joy because these are dire situations. But one thing my dad always says, he says, your wife, she'll go to heaven. That one will go to heaven. I said, oh, I know, I know, I know. Thank you. Yes, she's the better one. Okay, great. Thank you, Dad. But he said that, and, and, and it's true. We were in the waiting room, and there were, there were these moms, they were crying, their children were going through things that they just couldn't quite understand. They weren't necessarily believers. But as we were in there, we, we felt an unction to just minister and in love. You know, it wasn't, you know, preaching the word to them and telling them you'll go to hell. No, it was just making them a cup of tea, sitting and listening to them. And just being a, a, um, a voice of comfort during this time. And as we were doing that, we just saw the Spirit of God move on them. And they started to find hope. They started to believe that their children were going to come out of this. And interestingly, 
as we're praying for all these people, their children started leaving. Their children left before Tammy, actually. That's when I started to talk to God and say, listen, man, I know what you said. And I believe what you said. But can mine please leave as well? Because they're all coming through. They were coming through. We'll pray for them. They get healed and they walk out. And I said, okay, Lord, me, I'm praying for mine as well. So um, I, I just remember during that time that, that a revelation came that, do you know what? Don't focus on your situation. Allow God to use you to bless others. And as we were blessing them, that's when we started to see the Holy Spirit started to move on the consultants. He started to move on the nurses. And I remember just saying this. And I believed it. But sometimes you just say stuff. And I said, you know what? Tammy's going to walk out of here. And I just said it. I just said it. But, you know, I don't, I don't know if I truly believed it until it happened. You know, you always have doubt. We were human. Don't judge me. Okay, I'm human. And I said, I said, well, Tammy's going to walk out of this place. And sure enough, in September of last year, Tammy walked out of the hospital. And as she walked out, the main consultant came and he saw her. And his words were, this is a miracle. How did this happen? I said, well, let me tell you about a guy called Jesus. And he was like, oh, really? I said, yeah. We prayed the word over her and she got healed in Jesus' name. And throughout that whole period, nurses were starting to ask us questions about, you know, what is this? Why are you, why are you so positive throughout this? I said, we're not positive. We just, our, our, our faith is in the Lord that he will tell you what to do and you will do the right thing by our child. Our faith is not in you. And because our joy was rooted in the truth that is Jesus, we were not moved by the report of man for we stood on the report of the Lord. During this Christmas season, though a joyous occasion for most people, there are many that are discouraged, especially at this time. There are many that feel the weight of the world on their, soul, on their shoulders every day. There are many that struggle to see the light at the end of a very dark tunnel. But we serve a good God, amen? We serve a good, good God who forever loves us, who has given us a gift, a gift that will strengthen us when we're weak, a gift that will stop our weeping, a gift that will lift us from the depths of despair, and that gift is joy, and it will come in the morning. Amen. Psalm 30 verse 5 says, For his anger endureth but a moment, in his favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Amen. That was one of our scriptures that we stood on. And I said, in the morning, we will have joy. Right now, I'm going to cry, Lord. But tomorrow, I will have joy. And, and it happened. I want you to turn to your neighbor. We're going to do a little bit of call and response, if you don't mind. I want you to say to your neighbor, my joy is in the Lord. Turn to your left. My joy is in the Lord. Turn to your other neighbor and say, my joy is in the Lord. Now turn behind you and tell the person behind you, my joy is in the Lord. Amen. Have you ever wondered why preachers do that? I'll tell you exactly why they do that. Right? Because there is a moment during the service where I start to glaze over. Right? And this starts to happen. You're preaching, people go, oh, oh, oh yes. And it's not nodding in agreement. They're trying to stay awake. So what we do is we enter this, please, Turn around to your neighbor, and that forces them to wake up and pay attention. My joy is in the Lord. 
My joy is in the Lord. If you take one thing away from the talk today, take that away. Your joy is rooted in the Lord, not in physical things, not in money, not in jobs, not even in relationships. Your joy is rooted in the Lord. It can feel a little strange or maybe even awkward to speak to yourself and say these things to yourself. But it's important that we confess the word of the Lord over ourselves with our own voice. I remember listening to Philippa one time and, and she'd say that when she goes to work and she starts speaking the word and she's encouraging herself. And she speaks the word and takes one more step and encourages herself and speaks the word and takes one more step. And you have to because it's only the word of the Lord that will get you through some of these situations that we're in right now. One of the best encouragers I have met, I'd go as far as say my top three encouragers that I know, and I know quite a few people, is a guy called Pastor Andy Tilsley. Do you know him? He's from Sutton. Pastor Andy, this guy, he can encourage anybody at any time about anything. But Andy can't be with me 24 hours a day telling me I can do it and how great it is that God is using me. It's important that I learn to speak God's words of encouragement over myself and over yourself. Speak life over your situations. Speak joy into your life. C.S. Lewis said, joy is the serious business of heaven. Because it's not about happiness. It's not about feelings. It's not about emotions. It's about that deep-rooted conviction of who Jesus Christ is in your lives. The word joy is inseparably connected to Christmas and to the biblical account of the birth of Jesus Christ. The angel brought good tidings of great joy to the shepherds. That's in Luke chapter 2 verse 10. The wise men, when they saw the star, rejoiced with exceeding great joy. That's in Matthew chapter 2 verse 10. Elizabeth, when she heard Mary's voice, said that her baby leaped in my womb for joy. Luke chapter 1 and verse 44. So you can see we are in a season of joy and our trust is in the Lord to make a way where there doesn't seem to be one. Amen. Could I ask the band to come up and join me? I'd like to ask you to just stand at this moment. If I can just ask you to close your eyes. I believe that God would have us examine ourselves. Do we have the joy of the Lord in us? Without joy, our lives are not truly fulfilled. Psalms 16 verse 11 tells us, In thy presence is fullness of joy. Jesus said in John chapter 16 verse 24, ask and ye shall receive that your joy may be full. Maybe you need to surrender it all to God and ask him for that godly joy that you once had. But now it seems so long ago when you last felt the joy of Christ. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. 
The joy of the Lord is my strength. And it can be yours too. Father, you created us out of joy. When you made us, you said that we were perfect. You made us to live a prosperous life full of happiness and peace. Heavenly Father, you are our strength, our redeemer. You are our healer and our provider. Lord, we give you all our worries, all of our cares. We lay it all at your feet. Fill us with your joy and take away any sadness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.